my name is Gary Schott, and today I'm going to talk on the key to wealth. Um, we could have many keys to wealth, but I'm just going to talk to one key to wealth, and I think it's a pretty important and actually probably my one and not only but my first key that I would pull out if you want to be a wealthy person. Now and I'm not putting myself off as this multi-millionaire with lots of wealth, but I'm doing okay. There's a lot of people with more money than I've got, so that's not the point. That I'm not in income kind of a race. Now I'm gonna ask you to allow me to read from a book. It's the most published book ever published in all of mankind. Uh, you know that this uh, uh, video series is not a preaching session, but I'm going to talk from the Bible. So don't be offended. Bear with me if you don't really uh, uh, adhere to that, because I'm going to talk about one teaching from this historical book that talks about this. And I'm going to read the parts of it. It says in Matthew 25, 29, For unto everyone that has shall be given and to he that shall have and he shall have abundance but from the he that has not it will be taken away from him okay you know something about the bible these were written by different people at different times and we can go again to later on or earlier on in the book of matthew here's the same basic verse again for whoever hath in him shall be given and to he shall have more abundance but whosoever doesn't have, it shall be taken away. Interesting. Same basic teaching, uh, one to the chapter 13 and one chapter 25. Now let's go to another book. Now we're going to go to the book of Luke in chapter 18. And chapter 18 says, Take heed, therefore, how you hear, for whatsoever, for whosoever hath, to him shall be given, and whosoever hath not, from him shall be taken even that which he seemeth to have. Almost word for word, almost identical. Let's go to a, the fourth one. Uh, let's uh, real quickly go to the fourth one. And uh, in that passage, it says almost the same thing. Luke chapter uh, 19:26. For you, I say unto you that unto everyone which has shall be given, and from him that hath not even that that he has shall be taken from him. Interesting. Now let's go to our last one. The point I'm making here is that the one of the the most written book, the most published book on earth, is the Bible. And yet in the third book, that's Mark chapter 44, verse 25, it says, For to the one who has, more shall be given. And from the one who has not, even what he has shall be taken away. Oh my goodness, this doesn't sound like a very fair deal. I mean, would God actually write that? He's going to take away from those people that have not and give it to those that have. Well, that's not what it's talking about. It's saying that those that have the ability to handle what's given to them, read the whole context, I didn't do that, God will empower them and give them more responsibility. Wow, that's the key I want to talk to. The key to growth and wealth is not getting more, not trying to get more, not growing, not trying to get bigger. The key to, to, to wealth is taking care of what you have. 
You take care of what you have, and you're going to find out that more comes to you. Well, let's talk about our small children or our grandchildren. You know, that's just a principle, just as plain as we all know it. That if we have a child at any age bracket, and we're trying to determine, are they growing up? Are they maturing? Are they getting older? We're going to judge how did they take care of the responsibilities we've given them before we give them more responsibility. And we train them to take more responsibility so that we can give them more responsibility. It's a process. It's all the way through every part of life. The key to growing in wealth is not to try to get wealthy. The key to growing in wealth is to take care of what you currently have. Now, I'm going to give a couple examples. Uh, if you're from my friends, you might be able to figure out who this, these people are. But I'm going to call it banker number one. He is a banker. He's a friend that's been a friend for over 35 years. I've banked one way or another with his bank for many of those years. And you know what? This banker has decided that he would want to open and own a bank. Guess what? He is known so well by so many people that have money that they know that he will do it so good. Why? Because the banks that he's managed and had part ownership in in the past, he is taking care of business so good he has no problem, no problem getting investors. Someone else that doesn't have a track record, they're going to have to put, the big, put together a big portfolio. They're going to have to convince people. They're going to have to persuade people. People are going to be hesitant. But I'm telling you, banker number one just has to ring the bell and say, I'm ready for you. And people are ready to invest with him. Why? Because what he has had responsibility for, he's taken good care of. I'm going to refer to banker number two. He's a younger banker. He's well known in our community. I heard recently, and I know this to be true, he has not only president of his bank, on the side he's part owner of 27 different companies. Wow. Well, who handles this? Well, he's created a system so that I was told that on Saturday morning, which is not banker's hours, from 5 a.m. to 8 a.m., each one of the managers of each one of these 27 companies calls him at a specific time. You do the math, probably talks for five to seven minutes, explains what's going on, keeps him abreast, gets approval for any purchase over $50,000, and he goes to the next one. In three hours, he is managing, uh, overseeing 27 businesses. Guess what? He could go to 57, he could go to 107 businesses. It's his choice because he takes care of what he has and people that are stuck with money that's not making a good return are glad to invest with him. They're glad to trust him because he has taken care of business. I feel like I'm not in those categories of each one of those gentlemen, but that's what's happened with me. I own this moving this this, uh, this machine shop here because when I owned the other company, I wasn't perfect. I didn't make every perfect decision. I made tons of mistakes, but I made it right. I I apologize 
I did what was necessary to make a profit, to pay my vendors. My bankers knew me. One of these same bankers I just referred to was instrumental on the loan for this business. So they knew that I had taken care of business. So it came time to get a loan for this business, I got the loan. And then at each step, they looked at how I paid my bills. They look at my financial statement. They look and communicate with me as to how I'm doing in business. And they see that I'm taking care of what I have. So you know what now? Bankers are calling me. They're saying, Gary, could you please take another loan? Would you take some more money? No, I don't want your money. I'm trying to pay you off. I want to be debt free. What a change in atmosphere. It's quite fun, to be honest with you. I'm not bragging on me. I'm not bragging on my bankers. I'm trying to help you to understand the key, one of the keys to wealth is to be responsible and take care of what you have. I didn't always do that. My moving and storage days, when I had that business, I had a little bit of the attitude. You know, I screwed that one up. I messed that one up. Let's forget about that one. Let's go on to the next customer. I didn't dig deep and solve the problem. And in that business, I had struggles financially. I hope these help you. I have asked you to consider sharing these with other people.